Success and Other Lies is a podcast where we explore the options we all have to design our most authentic lives. We reflect on the paths we chose and the paths we didn't. Success is not a one-way road. On this show, we hold your hand while we find orientation in this crazy, lovely life. Hi, and welcome back to Success and Other Lies. We are Lucy and Beanie. And in this episode, we talk about the anxiety many face when it comes to public speaking. We chat about the pressure we put on ourselves and how stripping away the expectation of perfection has really helped us be authentically successful at public speaking. Beanie, I know you had an important speaking engagement very recently, so take it away. Yeah, so I had a really interesting and important learning on Tuesday last week when um I've spoken in front of 200 people, uh, most of them from the climate change adaptation scene. So a lot of very important people. And I have completely scripted what I wanted to say. <laughs> completely. And um, the moderator, Nigel Topping, who is really professional and really laid back, he asked me the first question and I already knew what the first question would be. So I started <laughs> to read my scripts. I tried to be as authentic as I could be. And then he completely changed his script and his questions. And I was like, you know, five seconds totally completely quiet. <laughs> and it was so funny because I heard my heart pounding and it was really like someone stopped time. And then somehow, you know, I was like, come on, I will just answer his question, whatever will uh, pop up in my head. And in the end, it was a really, it was more authentic. And I think when I would listen to the recording now, I would realize, okay, there was this first part completely scripted. And then he asked me a question and I decided to be more authentic and spontaneous about it. And then it was a real conversation. Um, and that was... Yeah, uh, it was a success inside of this talk that I had that I was like, yes, let's just skip the script and let's just talk. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like in those situations, you know, you say oh. it was so awkward. It was like five seconds of silence. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else actually noticed that you went off script. They probably just followed the flow. Like it was probably all the same to them. Yes, you're right. Um, I think the only one who realized was my boss because he was more excited than I was, which is very hard to achieve, I think. And he was sending me messages real time on um, Teams. Yes, yeah, Sabrina, you could oh, say Oh, that's this. not stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw all these suggestions popping up on my screen and I was like, oh. And he said, yes, you could say that. You could say this. Um but I really did my thing in the end. And what was even more impressive was that they even mentioned me in the UNFCC newsletter. So they really just cited um, two people from, I don't know who many, uh, how many spoke, but I think 10, 10 to 12 people and they cited me and I was so happy. And <laughs> But yeah, 
was a... That sounds really amazing, <laughs> honestly. So what would you take away for the next time? Would you would you go in and script everything? Or do you think you can be super cool about it now and just like go in there with like no notes or little notes? <laughs> I think what was good in the first scripted part was that I really built up a narrative. I really build up a story um, and I think I wouldn't have been able to manage that without a script but next time I will probably you know think about the narrative that I want to tell the grasping story that everything is about and just put some notes and then have a look at it because I was like completely I don't know attached to the script I was so afraid yeah. and That's um, my my takeaway for next time. Don't be afraid yeah. to, um, yes, don't be afraid to not be completely prepared. And because I really, I flipped each and every word. I was like, yeah, this word or that word, <laughs> how will I say it? And then I just, um, I just let it be and spoke up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Actually, you know what this reminds me of? Um, another story you told me in the past about how I think you were also speaking in front of the UN. Like, is this girl just talking in front of the UN every time, every week? But do you remember that story um, with the with the power outage? Yes. Like, wasn't that also in front of the UN? And wasn't that actually a similar situation? Is that just what happens when Beanie goes to the UN? There's just always something that takes you off script. Do you want to tell us that story as well? <laughs> yes, I have to laugh because it's true. It, and it was not entirely, um, it was, I think, only one person from the UN. But <laughs> they will, I think in a couple of years, they will be like, yes, you know, that Sabrina, that one who always <laughs> has a blackout or something happening in her speeches. Yeah, I mean, they want you coming back, though. <laughs> That's right. Let's um, keep on leaving those impressions. Maybe that's the reason why they asked me again. No, but um, it's right. It it was also some speech that I should hold in front of a lot of very important people from Costa Rica. And also, I don't even remember what it was exactly about, but I was supposed to present um, the gender and climate action plan that we as an organization prepared and I jumped in for a senior colleague of mine who um, quit, I think, just a week before. And I was so excited. My boss asked me to do it because she herself was even more excited again. She said, I can't do it. You have to do it. I was like, hello, you're the one who's completely fluent in English and in Spanish. Um, so, yes, it was supposed to be in Spanish. And... I went there, I was prepared, I had my PowerPoint presentation ready, I scripted my Spanish, and the second I wanted to start, we had a complete blackout. So the screen went black, and I was standing in front of, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't so many people, it was 20 people, but I was still very, um, very nervous. And then I just had to, I just had to improvise spontaneously. <laughs> Yeah. In Spanish. So for our <laughs> listeners out there um, who wouldn't know this, Sabrina actually uh, lived in Costa Rica for a while. And uh, this is also where she got the opportunity to do this speech in Spanish, which is insane. <laughs> um, but you rocked it. So the power outage came. And like, how did you feel in that 
moment because you were already super nervous, right? You had prepared over weeks and then suddenly everything went black and you had to wing it. How, how did that feel? Were you overwhelmed? It was really like stripping off everything. It was like standing in front um, of these people naked. That's how it felt like. And it also felt like there's nothing more to lose. So mm -hmm. I can just go ahead because, yes, I'm already standing in front of you naked, right? So what else can you <laughs> take from me? My socks, maybe. <laughs> I could also put off my socks. Okay. <laughs> But that's um, how it felt. So do you think at that moment, like, it sounds like you just let go of any expectations you held for yourself, right? Completely. What was your, like, the inner dialogue that you went through in that situation? What was it like? <laughs> it was like, mierda. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> yes, and I think... Um, I remember that I looked over to my boss in panic, but then I was just like, yes, let's, let's do it. I know what the story is about. And, um, and I think that was helpful for the story as well, because what I have prepared in the presentation was very technical, you know, numbers and we have achieved this, this is our plan. Those are our objectives. But I started to tell real stories from um, the people that I have worked with, from the women who um, start their own um, reforestation projects and who start to recollect seeds that are already extinct to bring more diversity to the country and to their communities. So this was then the story that I told and it didn't matter anymore that my presentation was gone. Maybe it was even better because... Um, I came back to the real stories that I have seen and yes. I really love this. Like th this part of the story I hadn't heard before, but that that's amazing. So like you just came back to your authenticity. You just dropped all the expectations, all the numbers. I mean, sometimes we do want numbers and presentations, but you made it really personal. And I think that that sounds like it was a really... Like that power outage um, really did you a favor there. <laughs> it probably did. And I think what also changed was my body language because I stepped away from my laptop. Mm -hmm. So I stood in front of um, everybody and not hiding behind of my laptop. And I was really um, telling the story with gestures. And that's something probably also as important as um, the things that we actually say. I'm wondering, you know, do you think there's like a difference between inner and outer perception here? Definitely. I mean, I always have the feeling that the things that I present in public are not really of good quality or not as good as other people would present it. But then it was really, really nice because a lot of people approached me afterwards and they were like, yeah, Sabrina, it was really cool what you said. And we were inspired by your words. And this is really always what happens that I feel like, oh, no, what have I done? And I don't know how, <laughs> how um, they think about me now. And then the feedback is really something else. It's it's a gap. It's a huge gap in between my inner and the outer perception. That's probably also take away to, to tell yourself 
it's actually not as bad as you think. It might have been actually good, right? Yeah, especially if you get that feedback. Like, I think that's really important. Like, why would anyone take it upon themselves to give you good feedback if it's not true? Like, they could just not give you negative feedback, right? But if they actually go out of their way to come up to you to tell you you've done great... I think that is something we need to take to heart and hopefully have that inspire us as well for, for the next time, right? That we don't stand there nervous again, not knowing how the audience will perceive us, but that we can actually learn from that and understand that we are indeed better at this than we thought. Yeah, and just be a bit more confident. For me, I feel like public speaking, but especially reacting spontaneously to situations where you're not in control, where there is a blackout or um, where the moderator just goes off script. Like those are the situations where you can make up with confidence and anyone who goes into that situation with confidence will just win the day Um, because they're the only one on stage, right? There's no one competing with you. You're the only performance um, that's happening. And if you're there and you're confident, it'll just work out great. That's very true. And the other thing that is also important is to really realize that the majority of the people really doesn't want to be in public or do public speaking. So it's really, you're part of a group of people who dares And this is by mm -hmm. itself already an achievement because most most people just are horrified to speak in front of other people. So if you dare, you already achieved something, even if everything is messed up in the end. I love that. That's really nice. I would like to add one more dimension to this, if I may, just a reflection that I just had. Everyone has self-doubts, and we just talked about that a lot. What can we do to kind of counter our self-doubts? How can we learn over time that we're actually good at something? How can we actually accept positive feedback, right? But there are also situations where maybe it's legit to, to be a bit worried how you're going to be perceived, if people will take you seriously. Um, that's something that I sometimes struggle with as like a young woman. It depends on where you're speaking or where you're trying to make your voice heard. But sometimes I just do feel like I'm not being taken as serious for just being young or for being perceived as junior or for being a female in a tech sphere, for example, like you know, it's not, not your typical picture. So in those situations where there might be reasons for me to be worried about how I'm being perceived, what do you think, um, if one of our listeners is experiencing this, what kind of tip would you give them to counter that? Well, I think it's really, it's hard to answer because in this very situation of being afraid and being worried about how you're being perceived it might be so overwhelming that you can't really put a rationale behind it so you're like completely in your inside of your emotions so it really helps to to have a set of techniques that you can use Try to breathe in deeply. I know it sounds um, flat maybe, but it really helps in those kind of situations. Go out and breathe fresh air. Don't think about it too much. Don't create a situation of having too much hyper focus on your nervousness. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can really relate to this one. I feel like when I get into my head and I tell myself that it's going to be very stressful, <laughs> like it's almost guaranteed that it will be. 
Um, definitely. And on the breathing as well. I've only recently, actually, in the last year or two, um, discovered a really good breathing technique that is super th- simple, but that works for me. And I always do it before. Can you show us? It's, not, it's so <laughs> simple. I don't even have to show you. Um, I call it three, four, five breathing. And it's literally mm-hmm. just you breathe in for three. So you count to three while you're breathing in. Then you hold it for four and then you breathe out for five. And it's so good. Like, it calms me down every time. It's almost too simple to be true. You've probably heard it a million times, too. But this is really what I do before I go on any stage or nowadays on any Zoom call. That's actually, it's a really good tip. For the other part of the question that you asked about confidence, I think then confidence is a result of all these hundreds and thousands of situations that you have where you're actually terrified um, or worried or nervous and then confidence just builds up by itself if you repeatedly put yourself out there you know and you just exposure 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 yeah but um, I think there's some some truth um, in it I think that's very true too. I think as long as I can think back, I've always wanted to be on a stage. If that, that sounds really weird, but like even as a child, when we had a play at school, I was never nervous to take the big roles. Like, don't get me wrong. I was really nervous. Like I have adrenaline and I get really like sweaty and before I go on stage, but That was my kind of thrill. Like, I don't like roller coasters at all or spicy food or any of the regular things that people do. But that little kick that you get out of public speaking, it's something that is very exciting and and familiar to me. But I can see how for other people it would just be terrifying and they just don't want to do it. But definitely over time, like if you practice, it really gets easier every time and even if I haven't done it for a year or so, like I get more nervous than I usually would. Same for flying a plane. Like if you do it every so often, mm-hmm. it becomes like taking a bus <laughs> and then you don't do it for a year and then you get really nervous about going up. Yes, it's definitely also about practice. When was actually the last time that you have been very nervous? About public speaking? About uh, public speaking, yes. I think... Oh, good question. Well, the last time I was nervous about public speaking, um, we do have at my workplace, we have a big, big team meeting for the whole region. And I'm the master of ceremony there. I love that word. I've actually only learned it recently. It sounds very medieval (laughs) to me, but but I've taken it on since someone called me that. Um, So I was the master of ceremony and it kind of means that I have to go on first. So when everyone's logging in, my face is what they see. And I'm not a super extroverted person, so mm. that does make me nervous. Like, as I as I just said, it also excites me. Like, I'm happy to do it, but it is uncomfortable. And recently we have one segment on that call that is a Q&A with our senior leadership. And um, we kind of have a poll beforehand when, where people can submit their questions. And because English is not my native language... It makes me really nervous if I have to read off something. So if everyone can see the scripts or the question and I have to read it out, like that just scares the shit out of me. But come on, your English no, is so No, I'm not so going to lie. Good. Like I hate reading on camera. Um, <gasps> oh. But what I did in that situation is kind of 
I don't know if that's actually psychologically healthy, but <laughs> I just I kind of made a joke about it. I was like, oh, and here comes my least favorite part, public reading. Like, uh, I actually think I said something along the lines of, well, like, catch me if I fall or something. Like, it was fun. Like, you know, I kind of just like pointed out, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm not saying that you should make jokes about your abilities because I think sometimes that makes people uncomfortable too and like don't put yourself down girl like you don't need that um but it's honest, but it's honest. And it, in that situation like it was a little joke it wasn't like oh I'm terrible at this I just said basically hey team this makes me a little uncomfortable but I'm doing it anyway and I actually I didn't stumble exactly that is what I said I said uh, if I stumble and fall <laughs> please catch me because like stumbling up on words I, yeah I don't know it was a really bad pun I'm, I'm always in for a bad pun okay totally going off of the script <laughs> here uh, of the non-existing one uh, in line with what this uh, whole podcast is about what I wanted to say really uh, is if you don't take yourself too seriously and this is nothing that comes easy to me. This is something that I actually have to work on because I'm a very serious person. But if you don't take yourself too seriously and um, even on a call, you can say, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. It's a really good one. Let me come back to you with, an, with a better answer or let me consult with someone or say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable reading, um, but I'll do it because it's on behalf of all of you and you want to ask your questions to leadership so I'm going to read them um, if you let people know mm -hmm. what your experiences is in that moment you kind of make yourself vulnerable but at the same time they're taking part in your experience right mm -hmm. they, suddenly they're on the stage with you and they feel how you feel and they wouldn't want to read something in a foreign language yeah. um, from a screen to a room full of people. So I think like this is this is also something you could do. Um, and that I see especially in younger or less experienced people that they feel like they need to get it right. Mm. It needs to be perfect. Um, I can imagine like if you're speaking like you, not me, but you speaking in front of the UN, I would be crazy nervous. Like you really want to get that one right. Uh, and especially if it's an important topic, right? But they're all just humans. Yeah, just be a little human, for sure. This is um, important and and really authentic in a way, because what I realized at the same time, I don't know how you feel about it, but then there are these very professional speakers and there's so everything about them is so polished that it's almost even hard to listen to them because it's already yeah. too perfect. I think you can really tell if someone's not being authentic. Like if something is just scripted or if they've done it a million times. I had one workshop once where there were two professional speakers holding a full day workshop. And one of them was kind of, he was just always on the script. I guess they were both always on the script, but one of them was really good. Like if you're a super pro speaker and you know exactly what you're doing, awesome, do it. But if you're not, just be authentic and be yourself. <laughs> that is right. Yes, I really um, like what you what you also said about being yourself is to make yourself vulnerable, and yeah, I really like that part. Thank you. <laughs> I have I have one more thing that I want to add. Um, I was saying before, sometimes we don't take people super serious maybe because of cultural bias so sometimes there are 
legitimate concerns for people who go on stages who might not feel like they're being taken serious by the audience. And one thing I want to add here is that it's in all of our hands as well, if that makes sense. So if you're in an audience and you see someone on stage who might be young or like just a minority, let's just say a minority, they're not representative of the majority of the room they're speaking to. This could also be a like societal issue that we're talking about. You know, just be an ally. Notice what's happening, even if it's not happening yet. Just anticipate what they might be feeling. They're putting themselves out there. They're trying their best. They're nervous. Maybe they're introverts, but they still got up on that stage or like maybe not the stage, but, you know, in a more digital space or even in society, like they stand up for for whatever matters to them and they make an effort, like try to be there for them and make them feel that they are being understood, that they're safe, being listened to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, you know, you're the audience in that case. Like I always try to smile at someone who's speaking i'm I'm nodding along like you oh, know yes. show them that you're listening yeah. give them give them some good vibes because anyone who's on stage like there's very few of us who would be entirely comfortable yes it's it's really really important what you say and i feel like it's also important not only as a listener to show that you're really listening and that it's important what um, this person is saying, but to also encourage people in the first place to go on stage, um, people who are terrified, yeah. who are in minorities, and it really makes a difference, I think. I think so too. Also, if you're thinking of exposure, right? We said, like, how do you manage to be confident and to be able to react spontaneously to a blackout <laughs> or whatever might happen? You know, I love this example. We're talking about encouragement and empower empowerment here as well. So I wouldn't have spoken on Tuesday if it weren't for Nora, the coordinator of this event. She really, um, she sent me an email explicitly asking me to be on stage and not my boss or any other colleague. She said, we want to have um, young women on stage and on the event. And it's really, I think it, it made a difference here because it would have been a completely different speaker if she wouldn't have asked me um, beforehand explicitly. And I was actually already on point, on the point uh, of saying, I can't do it. I have to ask my boss to do it. And then her email <laughs> came in um, at the very moment where I um, already decided to not um, do it. And what I also appreciated a lot on the event was that um, the moderators were two male, white males as well. And they actually apologized. They said, yes, we're looking forward to make this event in the future a little bit more diverse. And yes, it, it creates a completely different atmosphere because you could feel that it's important for them to encourage minorities and people who wouldn't dare to speak up to be exposed as well in such an event. I really love this. Like we said before, exposure, exposure is the way to have that confidence to actually respond to that, you know, blackout or whatever it might be that throws you off script. And if we can try to give someone that exposure, it's a, it's a really, <laughs> like it's a tricky line to walk on mm. because you don't want to force someone to speak up. Like you don't want to be that person. 
but you want to hand off the mic if it's always in your hand just be conscious of that and like encourage people to take it um what i did the other day it was really minor but we were on an outbreak session on zoom um with like a couple of people handful of people only and we were supposed to go back to the main zoom meeting um and one person was supposed to kind of share what the group had discussed so nothing big no major speaking event um but it was a group of like 50 people so i always am really fast to grab the mic cuz i don't mind at all but in this case i noticed that there were a few junior team members who one of them at least i knew always found it a bit tricky to speak up but she had also shared with me like I had actually been coaching her on communication a little bit so I knew she was like interested to challenge herself and to go out there so what I did in that situation was to say you know what I'm your backup if you really don't want to do it I'll do it but I really encourage you if you can find it at all in yourself to go do it like try it out take the mic take this opportunity to have exposure because it will only help you in the future. And she did and she was great. Um, so I think this is a, a way to do it so that you're not actually forcing people. Let them know that you're there. Uh, you catch them when they fall. You are their, um, their cheerleader <laughs> on the sideline. Um, I think this is this is really great. And, and I'm really happy that they reached out to you as well because any representation you can have, I think it's great. Yes, and it's a it's a wonderful um example that you have just given because you know, you empowered her and you gave her the feeling you're safe, it's a safe space, you don't have to worry, I'm there for you, but I know you can do it. And and it makes a difference, and yeah. especially when you are in a position where you can decide, it's important to um yeah, to bring people to uh, to shine. Yeah. Really like the example. I'm wondering if our listeners out there now would love to go on a stage, speak up or even just speak up in the next Zoom meeting at work. What do you think, Beanie, can we tell them? How can they create their own blackout moments? How can they challenge themselves to go off script mindfully and, and get that exposure so that they can be more confident in the future? Just unmute yourself entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Just unmute yourself. The end. The end. <laughs> exactly. Now, I think one thing or one takeaway for our audience, for you guys, would be we have all been in the position at some point where we were afraid um, and where we are afraid. So you're not alone and nothing will happen to you. You know, even if you unmute yourself and say something completely um rubbish i don't know it doesn't matter because you dared and this is the attitude to to go in there and to also zoom out a little bit and and tell yourselves well you know it's just one zoom meeting of a thousand zoom meetings that i have done in the last year or will i do in the next year so who cares right put it in perspective this helps me a lot, I think, as well. Yeah, I think that's great. I think also, if you don't want to over-prepare, mm -hmm. don't write a script. Like, if you need notes, maybe, uh, um, you know, write down the points you really want to hit 
that you don't want to miss out on so you can come back to that. But as Beanie said earlier, don't go and just read off your script. Like it will not feel authentic. You won't feel good because you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You can't improvise. And if you do mess up or just to have that at the back of your mind, if I do mess up, I can just be authentic about it. I can just say, whoops, like that happened. Or like, you know, just put in a fun line. No one will notice. No one will blame you. I don't think there is a single person in the world or authority that wouldn't just be cool about it. Like if you were to speak in front of the president, even then, if you make a little mistake, like everyone's just a human being. So I think that's something to keep in mind as well. And that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to the show. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell a co-worker about this podcast. Tell your mom about this podcast. And share your blackout stories with us on Instagram at successandotherlies or send us an email at successandotherlies at gmail.com. Thank you and bye. Bye.